Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Alhamdulillah, it is Monday the 30th of April 2018 and that corresponds with the 14th of Sha'aban 1439. You shukran to our producer and that is Tasneem Adams. Just a reminder to our listeners that you are welcome to participate in the program by sending us your questions or comment via the SMS line and that is 47913 alternatively via WhatsApp. On the number 0722380712. Now this evening on the burning issue, we keep to the issue of land reform. Uh, tonight we pick up on the challenges of restitution post-1994 by looking at the contentious District 6 project. And listeners will recall that we've had on the burning issue, we've spoken to the District 6 Working Committee, we've spoken to the District 6 Reference Group. Now the District 6 has existed as a white elephant for some time now from the highway going in and out of the city. Commuters can see some development in the form of white houses, but by and large, you still see uh, lots of remains untouched. Then further up close to Cape Tech, there is your phase three, which, is, which has taken years to complete. And as you know, we keep regular tabs on this development, on the burning issue, on a monthly basis. And as we that is with the District 6 Reference Group. Now, last week, our news team reported that the District 6 Working Committee is taking the state to court for its delays on the District 6. The application in Maine seeks a declaratory order and the structural interdict against the state for failing to provide adequate restitution in District 6. The Minister of Rural Development and Reform, Commission on the Restitution of Land Rights, the Premier of the Western Cape, the City of Cape Town, the Government of South Africa and the District 6 Beneficiary and Development Trust and its trustees are cited as co-respondents in this particular matter. So now this evening we want to understand what has gone wrong and why. Now joining us in the studio this evening uh, we have with us Dr. Anwar Nagia. Uh, Dr. Anwar Nagia, assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks for having us. Okay, then we've got some members of the District 6 Beneficiary and Redevelopment Trust and uh, some other guests with us in the studio. Firstly, uh, Mr. Nadim Hendricks. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Then we have Mr. Abdurrahman Parker. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi. Then we also have Mr. Naz Ali. Assalamu alaikum. And then also joining us in the studio we have Rushan Bester and then as well as attorney Ihsan Higgins this evening as part of the panel and not as a presenter on the airways of the Voice of the Cape. Uh, Ihsan, assalamu alaikum. Okay, now that has been just an introduction to what you're looking forward to on uh, uh, the burning issue this evening. Um, okay. We also have in studio with us uh, Mr. Faisal Badi. And Faisal, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Okay, I'm just sticking to my production, so do give me an apology for that. Uh, so we're going to just have, after having done our introduction, we're going to go for a quick ad break and then we're going to go right into the program. Welcome back. And if you have just joined us here on the burning issue this evening, we are saying, and we are going to unpack the challenges of the District 6 project. As we said, we are in the studio with the founding trustees of the District 6 Redevelopment and Beneficiary Trust. Now we're going to be looking at what has gone wrong and why. Let's start with Dr. Anwar Nagia. Dr. Anwar Nagia, where would you want to start by giving us maybe a bit of a historical perspective around the District 6 project? Why was the trust formed and what was its mandate? Shukran, a uh, very pertinent question and I think because we're responding this evening, to uh, many, many of the public 
that have been victims of forced removals over the many, many years, not only District 6, but more particularly District 6, and where they should be directing their energies. And we are sitting here this evening to give you a historical perspective, but also um, that for the first time in the history of District 6, the very victims of forced removal has been asked to restitute themselves. <laughs> the very victims of District 6 who've had to suffer the pain and the indignity for more than 40 years of separation have been asked in court papers by the working committee, um, which we think it's unfounded, we think it's short-sighted, and we think it's misdirected to ask the very victims to explain why they haven't been restituted. And their papers are here to testify in that case. So we, from the outset, would have demanded an apology by the legal team and an apology by the uh, the working committee to actually even cite us instead of taking us as a friend of the application they actually did the very reverse so it's mm. it's, it's almost a, a tragedy in history that the very victims it's like asking a rape victim to pay for the court fees of the perpetrator this is the indignity that we have to suffer in 2018 but we will respond so the first thing about District 6 and the first thing about forced removal in this entire country is about a word we taught the Working Committee, restorative justice. The Working Committee came to us many, many years ago and they were out in the cold because they were regarded as what they call latecomers. We changed the phrase from latecomers to other land claim beneficiaries because the beneficiary trust in its formation many, many years ago said that we will never accept a cut-off date in District 6, that every person must claim whenever they can, and even if it takes 100 years, because presently, if you understand the Holocaust victims in Germany and in Nazi Germany, people are claimed millions and millions of rands for reparations post the Nazi Germany persecution mm -hmm. of them. And so too must the indignity of all of the people in the rural, urban, and land restitution in this country be resolved by the Constitution. And you can only seek relief from the Constitution in this country, which we've hard fought democracy, which is important. So for a working committee to have the absolute gumption to cite the very victims of forced removal is a sad day in our history. But let me talk about restorative justice. So it's very important that we're going to give the other trustees an opportunity. So restorative justice is not about brick and mortar. It's not about the homes. It's about restoring the physical sanctity and the dignity of the people. Therefore, we built the first homes in District 6 ourselves. We built those homes, what we call the return of the elders. And we know one of the elders was 94 cited in this papers, very mischievously cited in this papers. But mm -hmm. we won't go to the merits of the case because the, the, the matter is before court. And they will get a response from us. All they've done, all they've done now is to reawaken the beneficiary trust to call public meetings, to go into this process and to reclaim the confusion that's taking place.
Dr. Nagy, just excuse me my interruption now. Look, I mean, because I mean, on the burning issue, I mean, I've had uh, the District 6 reference group on here giving us updates around where we are with the progress, phase one, phase two, and phase three. Then we've had interviews with the District 6 working committee, and I think Mr. Ajam as the chairperson or whoever, you know, leading that particular process. Uh, then last week we had another debate around land restitution and those kind of things. But I haven't heard, I mean, it's the first time I have to be very honest that I hear now, for example, of the, found, the trustees of the district's is redevelopment and beneficiary fund. So, fund, no, 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 trust. Okay, the trust. Okay, so, so where, what role is the trust, or is the trust currently playing? Everything that you see in District 6 for the last 40 years, mm-hmm. and it's sad, it's sad, this radio station bear witness to over 100 to 200 interviews with the Beneficiary Redevelopment Trust to absolutely turn the first soil in District 6. Mm-hmm. In 2000 already, we saved the land. In 1985, 100 million rand was given to us and we told him where to put it by British Petroleum to develop District 6 on an apartheid basis. Mm-hmm. To create a little Alice in Wonderland in the city and if you walk out of District 6, you're in the old South Africa and if you work in District 6, you're in the so-called free South Africa. So. I don't want to give you or your radio station a lesson in the history of the Beneficiary Redevelopment Trust. Your archives will, will attest to that. All of your archives will attest to that. But be that as it may, so we have a problem in District 6 now called gentrification. And the delays in District 6 has been largely, largely political interference. Secondly, the whole notion of valuable land now in the city. First, are people good enough to stay in a glorified area? And then they created a slum engineered by the government. They then removed our people from 1966 into the wastelands of the Cape Flats. And now the land has become so valuable that both the province and both the city cannot have working class people back into the city. Mm -hmm. And this has been the debate because it's going to mean that you're going to ruin the friendship if you develop District 6 for the actual victims because you will spoil the high property values that has got there. You know, my friend, for 45 square meters you're paying a million rand in Cartwright's Corner. You're paying over two million rand for a two-bedroom little apartment in the city bowl. And bringing back the working class people back to the city, that has been the major engineer delays by big business, by even the social partners of government, and that has been a political reason why the delays of District 6 are not It was That's partly also because they were saying, you know, that people couldn't afford really to come back. Well, exactly. That's the point. That's the point. People were tenants, and I'm glad you raised that. District 6 people were largely tenants, not by their own fault. They were tenants because of the absentee landlords, and they were tenants because people refused to transfer properties to them. And therefore, it is very expensive for them to come back. But we said that expense shouldn't lie necessarily at the door of the victims. It should be partly the city of Cape Town, it should be partly the province, and it should be partly the national government in its discharge of the constitutional obligation to absolutely restore people in a way that A, they lived, and Mm. B, to create healing and to create social cohesion. This has been the nexus and the basis. So what happened? Why is the trust not in this process for the last five years? We're not in the process for the last five years by our choice and also by the making of the minister and also the public who absolutely decided to turn their backs on the trust 
when they had lovely tea and coffee at the convention center with the minister because we were making demands too high and the minister and its agency did everything its power to dismiss us so what okay, so the minister would have then because if my understanding is correct is there well, not a relationship but a an understanding then between the minister and the district six reference group yes at that meeting at that meeting the minister said he's collapsing all structures historical mm-hmm. structures and he only and acknowledged he the reference he group. only acknowledged so we said okay it's fine that's the democracy if the people if the people wanted that if they wanted to throw us out that's fine we don't have a problem with that mm-hmm. what we do have a problem with is the betrayal is the betrayal that's taking place. Remember we said beneficiary homes should be dignified. It should not be two bedroom homes. Mm -hmm. And what the minister is doing together with people, I don't know who sanctioned it, two bedroom slums is being built for people. So you're gonna slumify district six again in a way that doesn't respond to three bedroom homes. Our people need three bedroom homes. They are dignified people and they should come home in a way that responds to normal living conditions and okay. that's what we're about now Dr. Nagy, you're going to have to hold the thought we're going to have to go for a quick ad break but I do acknowledge that I've received one, two, three, four or five SMSs which we will deal with and for now we're going to go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back. And if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by members of the Trust of the District 6 Beneficiary and Redevelopment Trust. On the burning issue this evening, we asked the question and we're looking at unpacking the challenges of the District 6 project. Now, my attention very quickly to some of the listeners who participated in the program. Uh, one from 8451 says, Assalamu alaikum. If it wasn't for the District 6 Trust, there would not have been a single house in historical district six the trust is truly activists for the restitution of district six um, i'm going to just acknowledge uh, the month one from seven double three seven another message from zero double one five says assalamu alaikum as children in district six we had lots of memories and subsequently our lives were also affected when forced removal came into effect why is it that we who were children of district six cannot claim for our suffering another message from 7640 says the panel in the studio should be ashamed to sit there because they know what they did to the people of district six why did they do what did they do with all the money which they received another one from triple seven one says don't speak about victims trust was thrown out who elected you again district six working also not elected only the reference group was elected by the claimants in the convention center the trust betrayed us and correction we are not working class we are old and dying leave section 25 gentrification politics you had an opportunity to bring us back but you failed. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Now, we are still joined and have uh, with us Dr. Anwar Nagya, but I think during the break we said, look, there's some pertinent issues that we would like Attorney Ihsan Higgins uh, to address at this stage, and just to remind our listeners that this evening he is part of the panel discussion and not as a presenter for The Voice of the Cape. I also note that the views expressed on the program is not necessarily the views of The Voice of the Cape. It's 
its management or the staff. Um, attorney Egans, your yeah. quick uh, introduction. Shukran for that, and assalamualaikum once again to the to the listeners. Yeah, I've been hearing all these comments, and I think listening to to the comments and the and the um, you know the some is hurtful, and uh, you you think about. Um, why be people are saying this and I think it's maybe simply because they have been misinformed they have been you know people sometimes who shout the loudest in a meeting those are the people that gets heard and, and it's unfortunate that people make these types of comments and um, yet every single cent has been accounted for I mean through a process I mean um, and they welcome and we always said if anybody should ever, and Anwar said this many a times, if somebody has proof of any wrongdoing, you know, by the trust, stealing of money, fraud, whatever, I think you mentioned you want to appeal, you'll give them a hundred thousand rand. You'll take a bond on your house and pay that person that money. Um, and as he said it many a times, mm -hmm. and not once did anybody come forward and, uh, and actually, um, you know, s s produce a single iota of proof that somebody, one of the trustees of the, I'm talking about the original trustees, that they've done a single thing uh, in violation of any law or any um, or anything for that matter, you know, th that I would say is a wrongdoing. But coming back to the real issue that tonight, the real issue is five years ago, I remember Anwar was out of the country and some of the trustees myself included i think nadim was there as well and i'm not sure if nas was there but we were a few trustees and and of course the representative sitting at the convention center and that time the trust was very much alive and well it was beautiful eats it was a beautiful venue very very expensive um i don't know why you know government chose at that point in time to take us to such an expensive venue to uh, to explain the process mm -hmm. Um, but be that as it may, then there was a few people that shouted very loud, like they're doing now on the SMS line, that the trust, uh, they don't want the trust, we don't want the trust. So if 5% of a venue of 2,000 people shout, and the other people, the other 95% don't say anything, then of course it sounds like, you know, this is what the crowd wants. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, you know, after spending many, many, many years, I mean, Anwar spending, what, 30-odd years, Nadim spending 30-odd years, myself and Faisal at that point, and us spending about 15 years of our legal careers assisting the District 6 Trust, you think, I've not been paid a cent for this. This is because, you know, I, I love my community and I want to do something for the community. This is after I, when, when Anwar and the Trust approached myself and Faisal, to, to come on board, I actually asked my mother to abandon her claim in respect of District 6. So she forfeited that simply because she said, look, I get a plaque on the play, so I'm not going to worry with it, and also you involved in, in this process. And she abandoned the claim. I mean, she lived in Primrose Street. We've got a, a photos of her being loaded onto a truck uh, out of Primrose Street. I mean, it was, it was, her mother was a single mother, they were chucked onto a, a, a vacant earth in Surrey Estate. And they had to, to seek refuge by, by people that had a shack there on that space. And that, sh that shack was actually the shack of the, of the Abrams family, of who Sheikh Irfan Abrams is a family member. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of attestations to the hardship that a lot of the people went through, and yet people have the audacity, audacity. to say that we actually, you know, that we would do anything to harm our community, and yet we were the ones that were actually, you know, sacrificing so much. Yeah. So, coming back to what I was saying, so now Anwar and Nadine brought to me, uh, five years later, after we decided we're no longer going to be part of this, if the people don't want us, it's fine, we're not going to be there. And but of course we kept our eye on District 6. I mean we all live in and near the, the area. We see these places going up. We said wonderful. And of course it was not so wonderful in November when we saw all the construction stopping. Next thing Anwar and Nadim comes to me and says look at this fat application. There's a big fat application that this District 6 working committee is bringing with all these names attached to it, including the Minister of Rural Development, and the uh, Commission for Restitution of Land Rights, the city of Cape Town. Even Alan Ziller is involved here, yeah, the premier of the, of the province. And I thought she was the one helping these people. Uh, and yet they cite her as well. And uh, the government of South Africa, I mean, the minister was supposed to be helping them. And he's also cited here. And of course, all the trustees. And then I went to look further into the notice of motion. And I, and I saw that, you know, They've cited the District 6 Trust, but it is not clear in any way what, why they actually did that, you know, why they cited the Trust. We've speculated, I mean, are we speculating that probably because of our institutional knowledge, uh, the Trust's institutional knowledge, the fact that the Trust has, has devised a strategy for each and every claimant to actually have something in the pocket at the end of the year when the dividends get declared, and we have a business plan for that. So I figured that's probably why they've cited us. To date, they're not asking for any relief. They're not asking uh, for costs against the trust or anything like that. I think it's quite noble, you know, to, to be fair, that they should, that one of these things that they're asking is for government to have a clear strategy and objective in respect of District 6. Mm -hmm. We agree with that as a trust. We also want for government to do that. The thing is, we will, not be, we will not be opposing this application, but we will also not be silent. What we will do is, in terms of the strategy that we discussed, we will put forward a, an affidavit. And in that affidavit, we will stipulate very, very clearly what the trust agrees with here and what we don't agree with. So we will become a, a voice that's not opposing this particular application because I think this is good for democracy to start off with. But we will not be silent and we'll say exactly what we need to say and to put the record straight. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, Nas Ali also who wishes to have a comment on that one very quickly. <coughs> Shukran. Yes. Um, just to, uh, to follow on from the, from the comments, you know, the reference group being the group that was elected, one would wonder... <coughs> Excuse me, one would wonder why are they not cited on the papers? It doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, because they're not cited in the papers, by the way. Ekshan um, uh, 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 named everybody who's involved, who was supposed to be involved, but the reference group was supposed to be the voice of the community in District 6 for the last five years, have not been cited at all. Now, five years ago, uh, about six years ago, sorry, we went on extensive public participation program where the community was consulted at length on two very important documents. The one was the business plan and the other one was the development framework. The development framework, in fact, was even longer. That was over a period of five years that thing was developed. Okay. At 
the, the, the soiree that we had at the convention center where uh, Gugile and Quinty, you know, um, the one who eventually was the nail in the coffin of the trust at the time, because it was expedient for him to get rid of us. <clears throat> we, we were better off as a, what would he call us, a strategic partner. Mm. He never defined, he couldn't define it, he didn't know what he was talking about. At the time, it was agreed that having workshop the business plan with the community, having public participated the development framework for District 6 with the community, that document is in fact now policy in District 6. You want to develop District 6, that is the framework within which you develop District 6. The business plan was supposed to be vetted by the reference group. We heard nothing from them on the business plan. The business plan gives several options. One of them actually is you don't have to pay for houses. That is the point. The other one which we support is they said, no, you've got to put in 200,000 rand. The process was go to the community and find out what option do you take. If you take the trust option, at least 80% of the people have got to take either one option or the other. If it doesn't happen, then we've got to uh, revert to phase one, which would be sell off the land, build houses for people for free, and give them the change. Okay, this is my attention once again to the SMS line. There's a message here, uh, uh, an SMS message that from 5278. It says, Assalamu alaikum to all. Uh, doctor, I know it is difficult and not easy a task to ask Will you continue where you left off? Because if it was not for you who started with getting houses built in District 6, there would be nothing. Shukran and carry on with your good work. Uh, then there's a WhatsApp message here that says, Assalamu alaikum. On behalf of all despondent claimants in the process of land claims for District 6, I extend a heartfelt thanks and appreciation to Dr. Anwar Nagia and his team for coming back and to hopefully lead the process once more, inshallah. Ameen, ya Rabbal Alameen. Another one says, arrogant guy and in denial, the proof is there standing. Only a few houses were built. Heard that story 1,000 times. My family members uh, is dead already and they were claimants. Brother, we don't want a business plan back then or now. The trust makes a money thing. Uh, we are pensioners. Leave the business plan. We want our houses. Uh, the last SMS says, Assalamu alaikum. How disgusting that a Muslim could make such an accusation of money being stolen by the trust. As a regular listener and follower of the District 6 restitution claims, of which I have no connection or financial interest since its inception, I would urge my fellow Muslims to fear the Almighty when labeling people with such a grave accusation. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program. We're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we will continue with a program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Spice Mecca's newly packaged spice 91.3 FM stereo. Welcome back then to the burning issue here on the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Now, if you have just joined us on the burning issue, we are unpacking the challenges of the District 6 project. Now, this evening we are joined in studio by members of the District 6 Beneficiary and Redevelopment Trust. Now, before we get a comment from Dr. Anwar Nagia, just my attention very quickly once again to the SMS and WhatsApp line. 
Maar dit is one year from 8080. Salam, these district 6 houses, if you don't want the house, what is the minimum amount that you get paid out? So that's a question that maybe we, uh, our guest institute can assist with. From 0115, let's look at a solution to the pending land claims. Pay each claimant who wants to settle one million rand. <laughs> I'm going to acknowledge an estimate from 2029. Then from 771, uh, why did the trust charge the claimants yet, resti yet restitution is free? How must I fork out 250,000 rand back then? I never had the money. Well, let's start with Dr. Anwar Nagia. Walaikum salam again and thank you for the for the brave comments by people. Okay, Dr. Anwar, can I just hold the thought? I've got a caller on the line. Oh, okay. Okay, Dr. Anwar Nage, you can go, it's fine. Dr. Anwar, you can yes. respond. Yes, so basically all we're saying is that first of all, people have the right to vent, but people don't have the right to be wrong. You have a democratic right to say what you want to say, but it must be based on facts. For years we've been asking any person who alleges that we've done all of these things to bring the proof and we'll take the action. So to park that one side, we're not going to worry about people that are upset and it's a contentious issue and we expect people to be upset. Mm -hmm. Lastly, if I can just say, in terms of the beneficiary trust, we have to in fact re-engage the process. If we can get any minister to understand that it is a process of justice for people and that we will not slummify District 6 by building these stupid two-bedroom homes which is not viable for people. We demanded a three-bedroom home for every single person in this process. Okay, I've got a call on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Shukran for taking my call and also salam to your honorable guest. I just want Walaikum to comment on, on, on this issue. That, you know, uh, 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 my personal uh, here is that that the authorities played a very dirty game on this community. They divided this community by creating new representatives because the because city council, they, uh, their supporters owned a lot of land in District 6. And, and they are also fighting to get their land back. And this is an issue that must be discussed because the, 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 uh, you know, they, they, they have actually divided this community by creating a new, uh, you know, this new representatives. The, 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 yeah, the trust had a good thing going, but because it was succeeding, they had to do something about it, and that's why they created they actually started this new group. They actually pumped these new groups to, start, to, to, to go against the trust. And that is where the problem lies. It is the authorities that is responsible for the, for the divisions and, and for the delay of the, of the development of Havnit District 6. Okay. Shukran for listening to me. Uh, shukran Zazila for that call. And I also know that uh, we received another call earlier. Uh, and the person did not want to go live on air, but commented to say uh, that she supports what the district Six Trust is doing and she wants to wish them everything of the best inshallah. Now time is really just catching up with us this evening. So Mr. Dr. Nagar, let's go to some of the uh, quick, yeah. quick, quick so conclusion first comments. of all I agree with Ihsan that there is no ways that a community could oppose any way to speed up the process. So if they want to whip the government they can do that. That's the democratic right. I'm just upset about the fact that they asked the very victims to do that. That's number one. Number mm. two, what they should have done what they should have done is not be unfair 
to the other land claim beneficiaries, the people that A forgot to claim and the people that is regarded as latecomers. Instead of taking all the energy in going this way around, I think they went ass around face. What they should have done was to bring an application to speed up the process to include all the other people that is left out of the process. Now, the very same provincial government and the very sh same Democratic Alliance and others are the ones that are not speeding up the process to include the other land claim beneficiaries. So we would support any application that will that Zuma done to bring more people back to District 6 and to many other areas Every in this country. Mm -hmm. So they've extended the cut of date, but this application doesn't speak about the cut of date being extended. So this application might be right in an historical process. Forget the fact that they've cited the trust. They should have absolutely first decided to bring all the people back. So you can't do a piecemeal approach to District 6. So you want to build the houses now, and then six years later, you bring the other people in, and then the, the areas are already developed. So it's not a fair process. If you want to do restorative justice, you bring that application first. Okay, Just lastly, mm -hmm. the fact that people have made a contribution, it speaks to either the issues around the whole question of bringing more people back to District 6. Our business plan, which some of the people don't understand or don't want to understand, incorporates that all the monies that if they paid it, they'll get it back because the business plan supports a dividend process to get everybody back to District 6 because restitution will not give you your home back in a dignified way. Restitution will build you an RDP house. And if we allowed RDP homes to be built in District 6, you destroy the dignity of the people. And that's what we're about. And therefore, you have to support the business plan. Then, lastly, the young lady of 94, who we absolutely help to facilitate it, who actually says in this paper she's used a pension money and a pension fund to get her. She's paid 60,000 rand towards it. And all of that must be directed against the national government, who actually abandoned the process. And we as a trust had to get COESA and other developers to build the balance of the homes. Mm -hmm. So all of the monies that people say that we have went into trust accounts of an auditing firm vetted by government, <laughs> vetted by the city, vetted by all the parties concerned and not a single cent came to the trust. trust account. The other ones went into trust accounts of lawyers. Okay. So that myth we must pass tonight. Okay, I just want to ask one question to uh, Attorney Ihsan Higgins before we time is really catching up with us. My question is, given this particular, what's it called, this application by the District 6 um, working. working Committee, how does that have an impact, if any, for example, on the current process of the claimants and the restitution process of continuing with the building? I think um, this uh, act of bringing an application by this, uh, I see the District 6 Working Committee as the first applicant, and of course some individual names uh, at the bottom. I think it's, it's an act of, I mean, and, and I loathe to say this word, it's an act of desperation. They've seen houses go up, um, despite now the fact that, you know, that it's a two-bedroom high-rise apartment, which is something we obviously wanted to avoid. But let's, for argument's sake, it's fine for now. Now they see this thing, and nothing is happening. Absolutely nothing. 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 I mean, uh, if anybody who goes to the Azhar Masjid in um, in District Six on a Friday, on a particular Friday, I notice a lot of people pointing in that direction because it's directly opposite the Masjid. 
and people are saying niks gebeur nie and nothing has happened and and of course if you see nothing happening and there's and nobody's able to give you answers you know from a bureaucratic point of view or from an administration point of view government's point of view the next step is bring an application they've got attorneys and i'm assuming these attorneys are doing it and also on a pro bono basis which i commend them for uh there's this northern rose fulbright attorneys and of course they decided to bring this application so that you know you can put a bit of fire uh, behind whoever is delaying this, this process. restitution process so you know what at the end of the day as i said earlier on we will make our voice heard in respect of uh, the some of the issues raised here we will not oppose it because i mean we also believe it's high time that you know that people need to get into the houses people must come back and if this application even assists 1% in terms of moving people back then it's fine but as i said earlier on we as a trust we will basically be responding to it we'll put things into a correct perspective so whatever judge looks at this particular application will actually have the proper story the historically correct story and the story that um, that i believe should be heard by a judge look, looking at this application. Okay, on that, we're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we will wrap up with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back then to the concluding segment of the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Just a reminder to our listeners, unfortunately due to time constraints, we will not be opening the lines for participation to this particular program. An SMS from 3940 says, Assalamu alaikum all. Uh, panel, is the poor progression of building and marginalization of the trust a collusion between the national and local government as a move to hold onto the land for the capitalist venture? Another message uh, what happens now to the claimants with claim numbers? There are no meetings. Another one says, can someone address the issue or the question mark regarding children of District 6 suffering? Another one says, Assalamu alaikum. These District 6 houses, if you don't want the house, what is the minimum amount that you can get paid out? Um, Sheikh, where must we get the money? Okay, well, the person is asking about uh, the issue of the 250,000 rand that was asked to be paid back way then. What is the main thing that is delaying this entire process? Well, once again, a very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation to the program. Uh, one year says, Assalamu alaikum. How long will a new plan take? This is ludicrous. Our parents died and we had to reapply. Now we will die die out then our children cannot apply as they were not born there why must okay this um just uh, refreshed itself and that's just thrown me out a bit uh, let me get a quick comment from mr nadim hendricks whilst i order my thoughts let me uh, one minute sir salam alaikum let me make it very clear the minister and Quinty put us to sleep six years ago Isan and myself and uh, nas ali was there with other people and he put us to sleep by maneuvering that we must go and sleep because he's got other plans with the provincial government at that particular point in time because the quizzlings and the turncoats amongst our particular community was demanding from the premier at that time to marginalize us because we were a thorn in their flesh and we went to sleep there's no question about it. And I'm not going to get any further because this is so dangerous. We knew this was going to happen, and whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. 
And therefore, they've just awoken a sleeping giant. The giant that possesses nothing else but the truth, which is now going to dissolve the working committee to the realities of the process. Because you must remember, we gave them legitimacy in the trust when Tatiki brought them. Can you remember Dr. Nagia? Right? And then they decided to go on their own particular way, and all the members are now covering up to us. And we had a meeting with them three weeks ago where they said that they cannot trust that particular process. So all I want to say, we are going to take up the challenge. We're going to come alive. We're going to come alive. And we're going to call the people and you will see people. Justice shall prevail. Bottom line. The trust in no way is scared of any one of them whatsoever because we are the owners of truth. Okay, we'll and we know the history. So therefore I want to say, we coming. As simple as that. Okay, we'll give us Abdurrahman Parker also an opportunity to get to have a comment. Just a message from Double Four Six Four Salong says, Assalamu alaikum VOC and the honorable guest. It is unfortunate that the authorities succeeded in dividing yeah. the community by creating new representatives for District Six. Another one says, Assalamu alaikum. Where does Mr. Nagia crawl out now? Now that papers <laughs> were served by the W I think it's the working group. Yeah, working group. You started getting in a few people. How do you eat an elephant bit by bit? Another one says, Salam to all my concern to the District 6 Trust. How are they going to deal with the developers currently selling of private housing yes. in District yes. 6? What, what about the late list that was acknowledged by the then minister in 20? Yes. The late list will form part of the 95 restitution. Why is nobody talking about the District 6 late list people? What about the High Court judgment stopping more claimants to return? I believe the CPUT should also become part of District 6. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation. Um, Mr. Parker, very quick comment to you. Uh, shukran, uh, Listening to the co comments from the listeners, I want to say a big shukran to the people who are still supporting the trust. Um, uh, I, I just want to take them back, you know, to, um, to the uh, convention center where the uh, reference group was formed. Uh, after they elected this new group, you know, one Buddha came to me and made a comment which I find was very profound. Where he said to me, you know, Yele the trust, Yele et die tafel gedek, no komhulle en bismillah net. You know, for me that was so profound, man. You know, I said to him, shukran Buddha, man, for, 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 for at least thinking in that way. So, uh, you know, uh, that is maybe probably, probably, you know, what I wanted to say. Okay, know? inshallah. So, uh, the, there are people who actually still uh, uh, commend the trust for the work that they've done. Okay, shukran. For that, that's Mr. Abdurrahman Parker. We're going to give the last word one minute quickly to Mr. Dr. Anwar Nagy, just to wrap up. Uh, just to say that uh, we are hopeful to continue this uh, discussion, uh, topical debate next week on the burning yes, issue. Dr. Anwar Nagy, shukran. Uh, uh, first of all, shukran to, to, to you, Ridwan, and the VOC. Shukran to all the listeners who have been patient listening to us. And shukran to all the people that have been there for us over the many years. It's been a, a while now when we stepped away from the process and the process have not moved uh, we are now coming back to assist the process and to assist everybody who needs our help both with the government both with the social movements that are out there and of course we will respond so we'll be calling a meeting shortly please come only if you want to get things done if you're coming there as a complaint session don't don't even bother to come just come to the the, the meeting 
uh, and we have hundreds of people that are supporting this process, we will in fact get a resolution. The problem is you are absolutely right through the one. There's developments in District 6 which we would not have allowed. We see a massive development which we're going to investigate on the corner of Tenant Street mm. and the corner of Kaisergracht. We are aware of what's happening. So we want to find out who sanctioned that development. Mm -hmm. Then also the, the selling of property was not supposed to take place. The selling of the land next to Holy Cross is not supposed to take place. So all of this, once the trusts have been moved out, they could, they, could they, they could do this. And secondly, there is no way that we would want our people to suffer and that we want our people to pay for their own uh, return. Thank you very much. Shukran, that's Dr. Anu Nagia and certain and members, obviously, of the, the trust. So, Shukran, Zazilan, to everybody for your participation in the program this evening. As we said, we look forward to continuing this next week, same time, same place, inshallah. So, from myself, Ridwan Ahmed, to all of my guests in studio, I use Shukran and I say to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa From myself, Ridwan, do stay tuned to the airwaves of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. The amazing Buddha Yusuf Fisher next up. So, from myself, Ridwan Ahmed, until next time, I bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.